very busy guy, man. So I definitely one hundred percent. I've been meaning to try to get you on for a while. So I want to thank you very much for your time. Nah, I'm 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 honored to be on your show, bro. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, yeah, this, having me on. Yeah, man. This is this is huge for me, man. I, you know, I grew up watching you as a kid. I ain't even gonna sit here and play with you like that. That's I I wouldn't even be doing heel flips a button for you. I wouldn't even. I'm not even gonna. Uh, that's oh, man. It's crazy, you know, because I didn't know much, you know, like, and even going into this, I didn't know a lot about a lot of skaters. You know, you think you do, you're like, yeah, I do, yeah, this, this, this. And so, you know, you just start off same question with everyone. Um, right. I'm, I'm assuming I knew, you know, I know Girl World or what's that. What, what was your first sponsor? Like, what was your first, your first legitimate, you know, like, I get a hookup on stickers or anything. Like, what was your first sponsor? So my first sponsor, I'd say, was obviously a shop. Shop sponsor okay. was definitely like the first, you know, um, that would, you know, obviously you go into a store and, you know, you, they, they start seeing your face and, you know, you can become familiar with them. And then all of a sudden they're, they're giving you free grip tape and they're getting, you you know, just looking out for you. And that would be Valsurf. Damn, yeah, Valsurf's so, been around for a minute. Yeah, Valsurf has been holding down the valley for quite some time. And I think they just had their, if I'm not mistaken, it's just, I think either 50th or 60th year anniversary. I'm very... I can't believe I can't believe it. remember the date, but they've been around for quite some time, bro. Is it the one right there in, uh, I want to say Burbank? Is that the one? No, there's one right here in North Hollywood. So it's like oh. borderline. Yeah. So that one's been there for the, the longest. Um, yeah, that's just pretty much the household, like, you know, uh, name in the in the valley is Val Surf. So, again, they've been holding me down since, you know, day one for the most part. But then there was also another... Uh, skate shop that it was a, by itself called Valley Skate and Surf that was right down the street from Val Surf. Okay. So they kind they kind of they kind of hooked it up as well. So <laughs> I kind of like I kind of I was one of those guys like I was like not double dipping but you know what I mean like I was definitely like hanging out at both shops and just you know I just loved that shop environment early on you know as a kid. I mean, you got to think, though, back then, too, is, like, a lot of people don't think like this. There was no, like, shop beefs or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was no such, like, shop animosities against each other. You know what I mean? No, that's when it was okay. That's when it was okay to have, like, a shop, like, literally, it was, like, a block away, two blocks away. You know what I mean? And, like, back then, I guess maybe people weren't really you know, having their territory of like, no, you guys can't open a shop right there. But also yeah. Valley Skate and Surf was like a roller skate type of, they had roller skates, they had like all types of things. Hey, I ain't gonna lie, man. Them were the best shops back in the day that had everything because like you could go up in there, there'd be everybody up in there, there'd be some girls. And... <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Cause there wasn't a lot of places to buy like roller skates and stuff like that, I, I believe at that time. So they were, we had one of those spots that just had everything, which is kind of kind of weird, but also, you know, it worked for them. Yeah, you know, um, I was speaking to someone about this, not on the subject, is, um, you know, there was no such thing as a skate shop until, what, maybe the mid, the 93, 94? Yeah, um, I think for sure. Yeah, there was no, like, there was, that that name wasn't a thing. It wasn't like something, something skate shop. It was, there was never, I don't remember that. Maybe I'm old and senile, but I don't remember that. Like, no, <laughs> I think you're, I think you're correct. I think you're correct. It always had, like, other, like, you know, they had surfboards, snowboards, they were catered to like, you know, the action sports. So, um, but skateboarding was a big part of their, you know, obviously, uh, movement as they, uh, you know, kicked the the can, you know, throughout their, you know, history. 
Okay. And so, and so from there, were, were you just going to a lot of contests? Like, you know, obviously everyone gets the stickers and the shirts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. 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 That was, yeah, you were gold back then, right? For sure. No, so I, re, I would go to... I would go to the castle contest and I go to the, you know, the one that stood out the most for me was the, um, gosh, what the, uh, the pal skate zone, um, contest. So they would have like, you know, battle of the shops and then like, you know, whoever shop you skated for, you know, they, this is when like you get to see like a lot of like, you know, people that were coming up at that time, like they would go to these contests and that's how everybody would kind of meet everybody, which was kind of rad. So my first, uh, contest, uh, I believe I, Dude, I believe I got first place. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Verdo from um, from uh, Speed Wheels came up to me and you want to get some wheels, bro? Like, I would, you know, I would be, I would love to send you some wheels and here, take some, you know, with you right now. And I was just like, what? This is how it works. And then I, I didn't know who, I didn't know who Verdo was at that time. You know, I was very, okay. you know, I, I was very like naive to like, you know, who was who at that time. So. Um, sure enough, all the homies and people, you know, around there, they're like, that's Birdo, bro. You, you're, that's pretty cool that he gave you some wheels. And sure enough, in that same contest, Solomon Aga came up to me. And um, that's when he was like, he came up and he was like, hey, do you want to get some boards or anything? And I was just like, uh, sure. He's like, give me your, your number and we'll, we'll get in contact and, you know, I'll send you a box and stuff. And I was just like blown away, you know. It was definitely like a, a, a moment. Where I was just like, damn, that this is cool because I knew who Solomon was. Like, I, I definitely had knew who he was. So, what up, everybody? This is Clyde Singleton from WCRP on skateboarding. Make sure you get over and check out KonaSkatePark.com, located in Jacksonville, Florida, in the Arlington area, eighty-seven thirty-eight Kona Avenue, or you can check them out at KonaSkatePark.com. Make sure you tell them Clyde Singleton sent you. See you guys in Jacksonville in a couple weeks. Let's get back to the show. Especially at that time, because he was like, you know, he was a hot name. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you got to think at one point, man. Like he was, you know, like he still is. Don't get me wrong, but at oh, one yeah, point, he was, he was like, he was synonymous with just, you know, being at the the forefront of street skating and where it was going. Because he was, you know, he was kind of dark horse too. You know, I was like, man, who is this guy? And he's skating switch and he looked cool and. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he was that dude, and and he 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 had a relatable look to him. I think that's what made it a lot cooler too. You know, I like, believe uh, so for sure. A very approachable, yeah. even though he had like a, you know, he was a he had a bigger demeanor, bigger type of you know dudes, and you know sometimes that could be intimidating. But no, nah, he was very approachable. You know, it's funny, man. I always want to ask you this too. Um, we were speaking about this last night, and I know because you're from that era as well. You know, mm-hmm. when, uh, you know, say 8th Street video and all that stuff, right when skateboarding kind of changed at 8, 88, 89, mm-hmm. um, this, is, this is just my, my take on it, and, and I just wanted to see what you thought of it as well. The thing that made all of those guys great or that kind of helped change skateboarding is they all looked relatable. They looked like the dude, that, like your friend up the street that would skate the jump ramp with you or your friend, like, you know what I mean? Like all the 8th Street sure. guys, they looked For approachable. Sure. Do you think that helped change skateboarding back in that time and era, like you're saying about Sal, about Solomon, I'm sorry? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that, you know, um, not those, e- that, not that every, people didn't have egos, but again, like I think, you know, as skateboarders, we have just this tight-knit community, and even then, like, you know, if you have a skateboard, I, I'm, I feel I could come up to you and talk to you, you know what I mean? So in that era, I, I think I was so new and so, like, just intrigued by what, everything that was going on that, 
I didn't care. So if I did want to go talk to somebody and I was just like, kind of like, you know, kind of, you know, in awe, I would just go do it. You know what I mean? I wouldn't really trip off it. I think I was a little bit more outgoing as a kid in that sense. Whereas now I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't approach somebody. I would like, you know, uh, I'll wait for that moment to happen. I wouldn't just, I, don't get me wrong. I'd go out of my way to say what's up and to my peers and to the people I really like, you know, admire in the skateboard world. But for the most part, I'm like very like, you know, like, I don't know. I'd say selective. in the back. Yeah, selective and very, yeah. <laughs> the skateboarding sort of, um, you know, I've always uh, coined it as the underground railroad. You can mm. go completely across America and you don't have to have much, but you can get place to place if you have a skateboard. It's like a secret code. You know what I'm oh, saying? Like, like, yes. Like you can kind of meet people in all these little spots and you can make it from place to place to place as long as you skateboard. That's yep. that's that's all you need to do is like be able to ride a skate and be cool. But um, I always thought that was very because that's how I made it to California, man. I didn't know no one like that, and it was all through skateboarding. Like I met all the people out there, and luckily everyone was cool. You know, yeah, before bro. I went out there, yeah, like like you're saying, man. Before I got out there, I was I was like, man, who am I gonna talk to? Who am I gonna approach? So, you know, that that era we came up in, we were very blessed, man. I mean, early on too. I'm obviously skipping around a bit. I think you know, Eddie Redigi and Christian Asoy was a big part of that journey as well. And it was very short-lived, but, I mean, all in all, it was very impactful, you know. So around, I'd say I was around, like, maybe 12 years old, 13 maybe. Um, me, Western Korea, and Ethan Fowler um, all, like, lived somewhat close to each other. And we all skated for that same shop that I was speaking about earlier that was called the Battle of the Shops. It was called Blue Alliance. So we all skated for that shop, and um, uh, at that time, everything was moving so fast that, again, Christian Asoy came um, came up and picked us up, me, Ethan, and Weston, to do some random demos at um, uh, at these random elementaries. And I was just like, what? You want to take us to go do demos? I mean, he was just like, <laughs> it was like so random, but like that, like right then, kind of we got a little rapport with Christian and Eddie. You know, so I was getting some public boards for a minute, um, but then Weston ended up going to skate for, for Eddie, and I ended up kind of, like, rocking with Christian for a little bit. Um, but in that interim, like, you know, Christian and, and Eddie are very busy at that time, so it wasn't like they had a lot of time for us. So I think that's why, you know, when we were in those Battle of the Shops, we were getting, like, you know, kind of scouted by other people, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's how, again, how I met Solomon and kind of got that report. Eddie and Christian were very, like, crucial you know to that you know that coming up at that time you know what man a lot of people um that's funny you say eddie radigan because he's a name that i've always he's always been around and he's always been one of the, he's i look at him as one of the ogs that has literally always been cool with everybody all day like, sure. like 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 he's one of he's in that very very small group of ogs that's literally cool with like he's helped he's had a hand in everyone doing something and just a real laid-back dude too a lot of people don't speak about him like that but he's no. got a heavy hand in skateboarding you know a lot of guys Big came time. from our era you know it's um he's a, he's like he's not a dark horse but he is he's kind of a leader of of our era you know to usher guys same with Hasoy man Hasoy was like he was out there getting street dudes before any of them dudes were. <laughs> definitely, no, no doubt. He was he was paying attention. Both of them were. I gotta I gotta really salute them. They were definitely, you know, um, they had their moment of really trying to scout and get people like you know hooked up or just again, stone board your way. You know, anything would was you know would help at that time. You know, I didn't have, you know, too much going on prior to like talking to Solomon. 
But dude, I was more than thankful to be around those dudes and to, to for them to kind of help me along my little journey, bro. Because I didn't know what you know what I was going to be, you know what was going to happen in skateboarding at that time. It was just very carefree and very like you know, oh cool, I'm gonna go skate with Eddie and Re- and Christian today. Cool. Like it was normal. Like oh, you know, yeah. I'm just gonna skate with Eddie and Christian today. It's cool. Like <laughs> not, not that it was normal, but it was it was very like damn. I can't believe I'm in this scenario. Cause dude, I was definitely in awe, like tripping. And then we went. He took us back. Uh, Christian took us back to the house. We stayed the night. You know, fucking uh, skated the vert ramp. You know, it was it was. I mean, it's embedded in my mind. Like you know that. I think at that time too, Christian was dating um, uh, Lou Rawls' daughter. You know, Lou Rawls. Is. Oh snaps! That was it. The PT Barnum ramp or something like that. Yeah, there was an Echo Park. Wow. Wow. So that was like, yeah, that was like a, wow, I, I couldn't even believe I got to stay at his house, you know what I mean, and like skate his vert ramp. It was like a, it's almost like a little dream, bro, you know? This is Chris Roberts from the Nine Club. You are listening to Jerron Wilson and Clyde Singleton on WCRP. Hey, don't forget to catch my new show. I'm glad I'm not me on YouTube. Shameless plug. Anyway, let's get back to the show. So you came into the tail end of vert as well, right? Like. You could skate a little bit. You're like, yeah, right? I could skate it somewhat. I was very I was very timid by it, bro. Like, I would, you know, drop in. I do little, like, I try little airs, but then land, like, mid-fucking, you know, toward, like, the middle of the ramp. You know, I would, that's yeah. how it was, you know what I mean? Learning at that time. <laughs> you got to dedicate yourself to that shit. And, again, yeah. I, was, I, was always, I was always timid, bro. I was never, like, all right, I'm going to learn how to skate vert today. Like, I would just, you know, do my little drop-ins. You know, do your little, you know, whatever tricks at the bottom of the ramp. (laughs) (laughs) I I never really got to the top of the, to that coping, bro. It was just very, like, intimidating, you know. So, um, also, too, in the end terms of all that, too, like, I moved a lot. We ended up going to stay with my my mom's friend, and he lived right next door to John Swope. Or John Swope, yeah, John Swope, yeah, John Swope. I don't know if you know who he is, but he had a vert ramp in his backyard. He was a Valley vert dude that definitely was, I, I knew about him for, for years, but he um, he lived right next door. So I'm going over to skate over his vert ramp in city when he's not there. And like, you know, just again, messing around, not really, you know, doing it, but it was really cool that it was like literally right next door. Remember how quick the transition went from say, from vert to street ramps. And the next thing you know, it's like the A Street oh, yeah. video. Like like oh, yeah. that happened very very quickly. You, you know, like and you were there. Like you were you were around that time, correct? Correct. Yeah, I was definitely um, in that transition. Just seeing, oh, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, this is what you're doing. This is what we're doing now. Because I mean, I would go to I would go to demos and like you know they bust out the launch ramp. I remember like in '87, they had uh, Val Surf had like just a summer of it was a summer of demos. They had Alva come through. They had Pal come through. And it had one other fucking thing come through. But long story short, the Alva and the Pow shit was just next level. Um, I remember, like, just, again, I didn't know who people were, but everybody seemed to, you know, want to escape the launch ramp. Um, and just everybody was lining up, you know, getting ready to go and shit. And I, apparently, I, I, um, I think I jumped right in front of Tony Alva. Had no idea who he was. You know, I jumped off the ramp and fucking he looks back at me and he said, I forgot exactly what he said, but he was like, get out of here, punk kid. Something, something along those lines. Like, get out of here, man. Like, get in the way or some type shit. And I was just like, what? 
I didn't know what I didn't know the, what the protocol was. I just seen the ramp out, and I was like, I'm about to escape this shit with you guys. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to fall back and watch. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, man. So in, in the in terms of the lawn trap, we're seeing lawn traps, and then like people would form little circles, and then you know they're doing little ho hos and hand plants on the ground and shit. And I'm like, what? You know, so I got to do this too. So, yeah, it, it was it was it was funny, bro. Like shortly after, that's when you know, obviously, like your eight streets and stuff started to come in. I'm like, oh shit, now we really things are really changing. You know what I mean? I gotta, yeah. you know, learn how to kickflip and do like shit that I was never, you know, used to doing. But to be honest, and you know, I think at that time, since we were skating so much, all of it seriously came like natural. It wasn't like we're sitting there for days trying to learn a kickflip. Like, motherfuckers learn the kickflip, like, fat, like pretty fast. Just being in that scene at that time, that you, you just had to adapt. You know what I mean? It was, that was just what it was. It's, it's literally, that's, that, I always tell the young kids that, too. I'm like, dude, like, it wasn't like your brain was just going. You know what I mean? Like, you were just like, oh, this is a new shit? Cool. I yeah. guess I got to learn this. Open the magazine again. You're like, guess I got to learn this. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it was. And some and some stuff that I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be getting, I'd be trying to do stuff that I'm like, oh, this could kind of, kind of this could kind of work, you know what I mean? Like, and that would be like something like the five O to switch crooks. There would be like, I don't even know, I didn't see nobody do that before I did. Not to say that I did it first by any means, but then I see Brian Lottie do it in the, in the, the blind uh, uh, Tim and Henry's video. I was yes. like, oh, shit. Like, he did that shit. He did that shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's how things were happening because everybody was learning tricks daily, but you didn't know what until it came out in that video. So it was just like, wow, dude, I can't believe I did a trick. Not saying before him, but damn, he he filmed that and now it's out, and I I already did that. You know what I mean? Like that's how it was, and I was just like, wow, man. We as skateboarders are just constantly, you know. Uh, constantly moving and it, it, it's not stopping you know it's just it's constantly moving forward on the innovation side what up y'all this is Clyde Singleton from WCRP on skateboard and check out our new sponsor called Wally Mounts W-A-L-L-I-E-M-O-U-N-T-S dot com they're stepping up the way to show your skateboards on display sign up for the newsletter matter of fact hit up the hashtag Wally Mounts and on comments I got a free one I give you beautiful part about that era too was is like you didn't want to learn like you said you didn't want to learn just the 5-0 you're like man i'm gonna do this thing to tell slide to shove it like <laughs> yeah uh, little combos for sure like you're trying to do you're like man i'm gonna do a backside like you're trying to do everything because for every like tom knox and you know like like yeah. you were trying to learn everything you were trying to learn sure. i was trying to learn every because we weren't in cali so we were like man this is what everyone's doing right now and we For just sure. didn't know. We thought everyone could do everything. You know what I mean? Right. We were so lost in the sauce. We were like, man, I bet everyone can do. And everyone already had their Mark Gonzalez fantasies. Like, he can ollie a five triple set. But we yeah. really thought every trick was, like, done. You know, we yep. thought we were behind, man. And I'm sure that we didn't know it was like that in Cali. We, know, we thought right. all you guys were light years ahead of us. Not that everyone was catching up at the same time. No, I think we were all in that same boat. Like, you know, when we were seeing these videos – and again, that's just the the nature of skateboarding. Nothing's holding it back. Like everybody's moving and doing their shit. 
you know, especially at that time, because it was such a fucking, it was such a movement that was happening. You know, there was, skateboarding was getting bigger, you know what I mean? So it, it, it was cool to see, like, how fast it was moving and just knowing that you had to keep up with it. Were there a lot of brothers skating out there at that time, like mm-hmm. younger or, you know, if I was nah, to I mean, I'd like to say like, yeah, but nah, it was kind of scarce to a degree, you know, because anytime I would see somebody, obviously I see Ray Barbie or see some like Steve Stedham, I know like, okay, we got some people in here, you know what I mean? And it, it was just a slow thing that I would slowly start to see. And then obviously in Javante and the Planet Earth videos, um, but nah, not right next to me. It was very, you know, seldomly. You know, I mean, I definitely see, you know, um, some more Hispanic kids more so than than, than black kids. You know, because I think I, it had a stigma too, bro. Like, you know, I would, I think in in junior high, like I wouldn't even tell people I was a skateboarder. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I just <laughs> straight up because like I didn't want to be like ridiculed by nobody. I would just like, you know, I was sticking to myself and my friends. And none of my friends skated at school. None of them. Oh, so wow. it was like. Yeah, like it was literally like I'm in there by myself. With I couldn't relate to nobody. I, I played basketball. I did all the things that you would do in, in school, but I definitely had no skate. So anytime like school was over, I'm going to skate. So I I would go meet up with Weston, or I would go meet up with with, with Ethan and them for you know the the short interns that we were skating together. But yeah, that shit was like very far few in between, bro. I I, I didn't see too many, you know, besides seeing them in videos. Exactly, you know, and even seeing them in videos right there, and I was like, "Whoa, what? What just happened?" Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, you had your, you know, your style barriers, you had your Sean Steffies, you know. There was a lot of, there was a lot of Trent Games, you know. There was a lot of them that were, again, it was, but it was very far few in between. It wasn't, you know, what it is today by any means. Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. You know, which is a good thing. You know, it's, it's good oh, it's beautiful. Like, it's beautiful. I remember that was the first guys I had met that kind of put me onto a lot of stuff, like a lot of my Hispanic friends, like because I I grew up around a bunch of you know regular redneck type dudes and yeah yeah I remember meeting these, meeting these Hispanic kids and they put me on the guns and I was like I always remember that shit I was like damn these dudes know what's up like because I didn't know what was up like I didn't know who was what and what was cool I just knew tricks and shit like that and then damn right. man you got to check out Walk Gonzalez and they start showing me all the cool boards and shit so. I'm thankful that they, you know that they were that they were there. Because oh I yeah, learned, no. yeah. You know, I don't think Same. I would have learned it. Yeah, I don't, and like I wasn't really accepted by like you're saying. Like going to school was not easy. Let me see. After Val served, so your first were you on a wheel? I want to go back yeah. to that question. Yeah. I, so, whoa, Sol- whoa. so yeah. So Solomon hooked me up, and then we ended up talking. You know, ended up going back to the house, and we ended up talking on the phone. And then he was like, dude, I want you to come down to, you know, to San Francisco. You could stay with uh, with Jeff Clint at the time. Um, Jeff Clint was a man. What a great dude he was, too, man. Rest in peace. Um, but, yeah, I ended up going to meet up with them. Kelly, I think Kelly Bird was around around those times as well. Um, and just okay. uh, went went down to San Francisco with some friends because they decided they wanted to take a you know a trip to the Bay. And uh, jumped in the car, went down there, and ended up, you know, linking up with with Solomon, and he introduced me to Jim, got familiar with Jim, yeah, and I was on it for like probably, man, I would like to say that was really short lived, and you know how time is at that time, you, everything was happening so fast, so I'd say I was probably on real for like a good maybe six months, Damn. maybe close, maybe maybe close to like eight months, give or take. Um, I ended up quitting, Damn. unfortunately, after my first ad, man, 
um, being, I didn't want to quit, but I think based on what was happening in, um, in LA with, with Tim, then I got approached by Tim Gavin. And once I think I was approached by Tim Gavin, that's when things like really changed. It's WCRP. So again, I was, it was very short lived with, with the, with the real situation. And I was honored to be on there, bro. Real talk. I was like super hyped. I can't explain like, you know, but then when Tim approached me, um, I think that was at, because uh, I had met Tim once prior at a, at a San Jose contest and he came up to me and was like, Hey dude, like if you're, we should link up sometime or whatever. And I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, let me, let me get your number or whatever. And I somehow we didn't get in contact with each other. And then I ended up seeing Gavin and Daniel Castillo and Daywan and the, uh, their homie, Sam Barrowall. And Sam Barrowall was like, was, was driving them around. Like he was like the driver, but he was a, he was a skater as well, but he, he had the car. So he drove those dudes down to this all night skate jam over at a uh, power skate zone. And I was already there with my friends. Tim pulls up with hit with, you know, everybody I just said, and then he goes, hey, man, you want to you wanna come stay the night with us over at Sam's house? He has a sick, like, you know, his, his parents have a sick house in Santa Barbara. You, you come kick it with us and shit. I was like, damn, like I had to leave the homies. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I that, was, that was the last thing I wanted to do. But I was like, damn, like this is a cool little, you know, not opportunity, but like, damn, this, this shit don't happen all the time. So I ended up taking a leap of faith and I ended up going with them and fucking that's when literally everything changed. And he, he asked me to get on blind, not even knowing like if other dudes would approve just yet, you know, Gavin was really like, once he had his eye on the prize or something, he wanted, like he'll go after it, you know? So he definitely was, fuck, he put me under his wing, bro. That is so dope. I had no idea. That is dope. I had no idea that Tim put you on blind. But like yeah, I always bro. wondered how that happened. Not really, but you I, I, see, my my dumb brain thought all of you guys grew up together. Like my brain was like, man, they went to like fifth grade and sixth grade together. I thought y'all were best friends since y'all were little. So that's how outsider brains would think, you know. But um, Daniel, but Daniel and day one, I've met like again through like the contest scene. So I knew Daniel like for a little bit prior to that. I would always see him, and we'd always be cool with each other. So it was already the rapport was there, like with Daniel and Day One, like kind of from the jump. It was already okay. kind of like yeah. So we would already be cool with each other. So I already knew them when they he pulled up with those guys. So it just made okay. me feel that much more comfortable. I was like, I already know Day One and Daniel. Like this is amazing, you know. So it, it just made it that much easier for me to be like, yeah, I'm down, you know. Unfortunately, I had to leave, you know. Weston and Julian, like these are my buddies that I rolled up there with. But at the end of the day, it was all for a you know bigger purpose, bro. Because that that's like, literally that's how shit just changed overnight, you know. Yeah, sometimes man, you just gotta bite the bullet. And unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, it sucks. Your friends can't go everywhere with you, but if your friends understand in the bigger picture, and that's what sounds like happened with you, you got some good friends, man. No, nah, they were, and they were, they were. I mean, that they were sweethearts taking that like that. I mean, I would have been bummed, but at the same time, that's just, you know, I think that's how we are as kids. You know, like you, you get bummed in certain situations like that. I mean, look, I've had shit happen to me when, you know, I remember wanting to go to this. Uh, you remember that show, Skate TV? Yeah. So they yes, had, yes. they had, they had that show going one time, and I remember like 
I specifically asked the homie, I'm like, dude, I want to go with you tomorrow, so please, like, and I, I got left, you know, <laughs> I didn't get to go to the skate TV spot, so, you know, I, and I always remember that, you know, so I totally get, like, you know, being left out or being, like, left behind type scenario, you know, so, you know, it's, it, that shit just happens. <laughs> it, 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 you know, and sometimes you just got to be okay with it. I'm not the one. I'm not the one. I'm not the one.